Let's go. It's Let's get into it. Um, this is the Play Pants Podcast. He's Jason Ginty. My name is Rod Ryan. This is episode 65. We're recording on October 18. I asked uh, Jason if we can record a day early. We've got the Boobs Rock Golf Tournament that you sold out for me. Thank you. Your commercials were so great during the podcast that the uh, the tournament sold out. So we're wow. going to be playing golf on Wednesday, but we're still going to debut this on Thursday. So I don't want to get caught up on too many older type topics, but right now, because it's Tuesday night, dude, the Yankees just won. The Yankees just won game five. I know you don't know shit about baseball, but Yankees win game five. The Astros closed out a couple of days ago. So what we have now is a best of seven against the New York Yankees. And people here in Houston at least like to think that the Yankees and the Astros are a bit of a rivalry. You know, Yankees-Boston Red Sox is a rivalry. Um, But there has been – but there's been a little – there's some dust up. So I'll I'll at least acknowledge that. And I wanted the Yankees to win because I think it's fun and it brings a little bit more national recognition to the Astros. So the winner of this series goes to the World Series. So – when you drop, when we drop this podcast, game one will be in the books. First two games are here, next three in New York, and then two more here if necessary. So Does Astros that- close, close to the World Series again, man. It's like, you know, you can taste it. And uh, it, it's fun, dude. It really is fun. We're so spoiled with the Astros being as good as they are for as many years as they've been good. Six years now, they've been kicking ass. They were the worst team in all of sports, not just major league baseball. They were the worst team in sports for about 10 of my years here. Right. The Lastros, what the hell you call them, right? I mean, they were terrible. So Awful. let me ask you this, Rod. I know you've, you've mentioned this before that you grew up a Yankees fan, you know, being in Buffalo, you grew up a Yankees. I think everyone was a Yankees fan. If you were in New York state for years, cause they were good. 100%. So does this, I mean, obviously you got to be going all Astros at this point, but there's got to be a little part of you that's like, all right, cool. I get to see two of my teams playing against each other. That's going to be fun, right? I loved the Yankees growing up. I mean, my Yankees were, I know, I mean, old, old man, like Reggie Jackson and, you know, Thurman Thurman Munson. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, Hodis Wagner. I'm just throwing out names now. So, yeah. So the Yankees, I I was a big, big Yankee fan growing up, but they weren't. But you know what? I mean, you know this. They weren't in our they weren't our hometown team. You know, they just were you're in New York and it seemed like the cool team Burger King or McDonald's. They would do the promotions. Right. Yeah. And they would have they would have the Yankees cards and and things like that. So it kind of was forced fed, you know, but we would get all the Yankees games. We would see them all. Cause we would get some of the, uh, the New York uh, television channels when cable came out. So yeah, I'm all in for my city to do well. Um, I guess the only thing that probably, I mean, I would want it. If the Texans are playing the bills, who does it mean more to if it's, if, if it's the Super Bowl, I, I mean, it's Bills. It's all Bills. I don't know. Baseball is different. It's it's easy to turn my back on the Yankees. And I've been a fan of this Astros team since I got here because it's the first time I ever lived in a Major League Baseball city. So right. it's fun. It's fun. I've, I've invested in the team. I've gone to a million games. You know, I used to interview players and do all of that stuff. And it's like when you moved to New Orleans and you became a Saints fan. Yep. You don't force yourself to do it. And it, this goes for all sports. 
I imagine it goes for anybody that moves to a city that they weren't born in. You start, you know, hanging out, the games are on, you're watching them. Okay. You know, okay, great. It's, it's that time that they lose and you get mad. You're like, well, why would I care? That's not my, do I like this team now? Yep. Whoa. Yep. It, you do. It, it's not until they lose and you're pissed off. You're like, why would I care? I'm not from, Oh, I, I like this team. I'm mad that they just lost. And it's funny when we moved to new Orleans, saints sucked. They were pretty bad, but we, you know, through radio, we were lucky because, you know, you had players on the show. So we got to know some of those guys. So I think that helped yeah. me springboard into becoming a fan of yeah. the saints because you were around it more and you're like, Holy shit, this is cool. These guys are cool. And then you started learning the team. And yeah, I think within a couple of years we were, we were all, all in, but then I was lucky enough, Drew Brees, you know, right after Katrina, I took that ride and that shit was magical for many, many years. And I yeah. kept telling people, man, I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm from Buffalo, man. I said, it ain't always going to be Drew Brees. It ain't always going to be winning 11, 12 games. You're not going to always have the best, most exciting offense in the league. So, you know, my advice to the Houstonians listening, Astros fans, take the fucking ride now because it ain't going to be forever. Yeah, no, it, it's it's been really, really fun. And I've been here long enough where, again, you said the Lastros. I mean, they were bad for so long, but they had a plan. And everybody kept telling me that knows much more about baseball than me. They're like they got a plan. They got a farm system in place, you know, and then it all started. El Tuve was the spark. And then, you know, they just started adding guys. And then, right. you know, we've lost a lot of players and we're still kicking ass and we're still kind of like favored to win the whole damn thing. So, wow. The rest of the country and the rest of the country kind of hates us. I say us, the Astros, they hate us. Um, And it's kind of cool. It makes you like puff out your chest even a little more. So, yeah. um, So that's fun. Uh, Football really quick. I mean, Buffalo bills, dude, beating the Kansas city chiefs. Did you watch, did you watch the whole thing? No, you're all the, in. I saw the highlights and um, yeah, dude, it was so great to, to see that they beat them. You know, I mean, obviously they beat them in the regular season last year, but you got to get, you got to get that playoff. But this one it seems to be like, this could have been the one that was the, the key to getting that home playoff game, or maybe the whole, whole, all the playoffs got to run through Buffalo in January. Can you imagine that shit? But they, <laughs> but the huge. bills were handed the toughest schedule. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe the most difficult schedule, in the league, um, the bills got to play. We got a bye week this week. Then we play the Packers. And then I can't believe I'm going to say, am I worried about the jets? When was the last time we were ever worried about the jets? Okay. When I think so, I, I, I don't remember the last time we were worried about the jets. Yeah, so I think you are, I think you are, you know, I think it's, I think it's wild, but I think, you know what? They, they've got their shit together. They looks like they're, you know, I think the Miami game was weird that they lost that Miami game. I think they, you know, you hit a, you hit a speed bump. They're, they're going to lose a couple more. I'm sure for, throughout the season. That's okay. It's okay. Well, you, you know where you're going. So the bills are playing uh, the, the, the bills are playing the Lions on Thanksgiving. Oh, really? Oh shit. Yeah. They, they do have the Thanksgiving game. So here's what I did this year. First time I've ever, Mr. Cheap over here. It's the first time I ever bought the NFL ticket because I didn't want to miss any Bills games. Right. And almost every one of them has been on locally. <laughs> they, have so many, they have so many national games. I mean, I did get to see one or two. Uh, so far. now nah, one, I got to see one that was that I would not have normally been able to see. They've got so many national games this year. I'm just pissing away my money. But it yep. is cool to have that NFL ticket for the first time. Um, 
So I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up. So I wanted to bring up, have, have you seen any of the stuff about Tom Brady yelling at his offensive line? I saw the clip, you know, uh, him losing his shit a little bit, you know, I mean, yeah, I've seen it. I, I mean, it's everywhere. It's, it was a big story yesterday, you know, on Monday, uh, as it should have been because he is so scrutinized, you know, he's so scrutinized. And, you know, I know your, your hate for Tom, uh, Tom Nickelback. He's the Nickelback of fucking football. I mean, he has the same shit going on after one, after the next, my wife fucking hates Tom Brady. I'm like, He's good looking. He's handsome. He's got, I said, I've said he's good looking twice. Shit. Um, yeah. He's talented. He's got an incredible work ethic. He's got everything that you would really kind of want in a human being going for him. People hate his fucking guts. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stick up for Tommy. Holy shit. People, I'm about the yelling. I'm about the yelling. Okay. Now, but this is, I'm going to throw a curveball in here. Okay. So Tom Brady is sitting there. He's yelling at his offensive line. And if he doesn't yell, oh, well, Tom's just checked out. Tom doesn't care. He's just in it for the paycheck. If he does yell, well, he's taken out his divorce on the offensive line. I've seen everything. Okay. I've absolutely seen everything. I'm about Tom showing some passion. I'm about Tom showing that he cares. I'm about that. Um, I'm, I come from a little bit more of that side. This is where my curveball comes in. How long have we known each other? Shit, fucking forever. <laughs> 20, I don't know, a long time. I have never seen Jason Ginty yell in my entire life. Not once. Not once. I can tell you the most upset I've ever seen you, and you still did not raise your voice. Wow, that's pretty good. You've yeah. never yelled. I've never seen you. I'm, I'm assuming you've seen me yell before. A couple hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, at me. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming you've seen me yell before. I'm not even going to. I mean, that, I'm just going to leave myself open on that. I have never, oh, ever shit. seen you yell. Um, it's something that, listen, there's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of compliments on this podcast, but <laughs> it is something that I think it's a pretty unbelievable quality. Even though I just got done saying I'm all about Brady yelling, and I know that I come from that. Um, I don't know how you do it, but I've never, ever seen you yell. Um, I, I bottle it up, you know, I, I crush my emotions right down into my chest and I, and I just, you know, that's what you do. And that's what I, you know, you, I, I don't know. I, 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 when I was younger, I would, <laughs> I would spaz. I'm going to fucking yell right now. Um, it's why I run. I told you, I told you this was going to be a curveball today. It's why I run, dude. No, seriously. I, uh. I, I learned years and years and years ago being in the radio business that it was just a, a farm filled with crazy people in one right. way or another. It's just everyone's nuts in their own way, and that's okay. That's what makes the creative world so exciting and challenging. And I would just go home, and I would fucking be so mad every day about whatever. It would just – I would lose my shit. And would you – would you lose your shit though? No, would no, you... no, no. I wouldn't. But I like internally and mentally, I would just be like, "What the fuck, dude? When's the last time you yelled?" <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really yell. I don't because I've I've learned that. Do you not I... know? Do you not? Do you not? Can you not bring up? I mean, you want to ask me? <laughs> Five minutes ago, probably. Uh, I don't have to ask. I know. Uh, okay. Hard. So. <clears throat> Do you remember the last time you yelled? Nah, not not at somebody for being angry. No, not for chewing. I've never really chewed somebody's ass at work. I mean, yeah. I'll get I'll get 
<clears throat> I'll get a little fired up, but I won't be like yelling. I'll be like, all right, look, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I will, I'll be stern and I will, and I will say some things that maybe I'll regret later, but I won't be like fucking screaming and shaking my finger and all that stuff because I so found that it doesn't, if, if you let your emotions take the, the rage or the anger take over you, I feel like for me, it's always just clicked my brain off because the blood goes to my head and everything shuts down and I got nothing smart to say. So I'm like, I wish okay, I had that. Swallow wish, all the fucking rage. I wish I had that. And you know what? You know what's great? I think I learned this years ago with probably a girlfriend along the way that when they get so mad <laughs> and I would just sit there and calmly be like, yeah, no, it's not happening. It would drive them fucking crazier. <laughs> I take the bait every fucking time. I take the bait every time. Oh, you want to do this? Hang on. Let me hang on a second. I'm in. Okay. Fucking tag me in. I'm ready to go, man. And I'd just be like, I'd be like, well, see, I don't know about that. And the louder, the louder somebody else gets, the quieter I will get because so, it just seems to work. I don't know why. So then go back to what we saw Tom Brady on the sidelines yelling at his offensive line. Do you see that and say he should be more like me? And not yell at those guys, just look at him and say, hey, do better. If you think about it, you know, he's in a very stressful situation as a quarterback of an NFL team. He's got more pressure than anyone else in the NFL. And because he's of his track record, right? all eyes are, are scrutinizing every hair out of place on that poor bastard. Right. But as a guy that doesn't yell. <clears throat> you know what? You know what it what? is? When you do yell, motherfuckers are going to listen because you're going to be the guy who speaks. Like, that's why you save it. Remember, yeah. remember, go, let, let's use a movie reference because that's the only way thing we can ever do. Throughout the entire movie of Saving Private Ryan, the big joke, the big bet was find out what Tom Hanks does in the real world when he's not being a fucking military guy. Remember that? They kept going. The, the pot was growing. They wanted to know anything personal about him. If he had a wife, what his job was back at home, anything. Yep. And he was just an absolute closed book on anything personal. I would have done the same exact thing. I would have been that dude. And then when he needed it, when he had to use it, he just spilled it out in the weirdest possible moment. And it fucking calmed everybody down. So I, I'm looking at yelling uh, for me as the opposite <laughs> effect. If people are just sitting around and we're not getting it done, if I explode, you just know. There's a fucking big reason. Did you know? did mom and dad yell in the house when you were a little kid? Do you um, get it? Do you get it from them? Because my mom. <laughs> I can't. Well, you know. I think you know. I think I got this. I got this. <laughs> so I'm not blaming my mom. No, no. my dad even. I'm not blaming them, but I came from that. I mean, I, I definitely came from that. You, you know what? Uh, you know, not a lot, really. You know, and, and if if there was yelling, I look back on it now and I go, yeah, I probably deserved it. You know, um, mm -hmm. at the time, I didn't think I did. But yeah, there was yelling in my house, but not a ton. It wasn't all the time. But I think what happened to me was that early in different careers, you know, being a bus boy and people would just fucking yell at you. And the second someone starts yelling at me, fucking the doors close up. I go blank and I'm done listening. Like the second I see, I hear someone raise their voice. I just, I just, I'm checked out, dude. You could be screaming at the top, like a drill instructor yelling at private pile and spit coming out of your face, hitting me in my own mouth. And I would just sit there and I'd be so checked out. I wouldn't give a fuck. I cannot hear yelling. If you're going to yell at me, dude, you, you might as well just whisper and that'll be more effective. My sister and my mom are best friends. They don't even talk to each other anymore. They just yell at each other. 
That's it. It reminds me of like that Orange County Chopper show when the old man and the kid were screaming over the choppers over everything. I mean, I go home and I sit at the table and I kind of forget how the dynamic works. Right. Because now every now and then we talk, we'll do like the three-way call with the kid and everything. And they even start getting into it just a little bit there. Um, They can't help themselves. Right. They absolutely right. cannot help themselves when somebody says something and then boom. Well, I didn't know. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I thought you had the salt. I didn't know. Well, <laughs> you don't need the salt. Listen, last time I took you to the doctor, dude, over if there's salt on the table before the dinner starts. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that just happens. And I remember my wife sitting there going, what the fuck? What is going on right now? I said, that's how they communicate. Brutal. That's how they communicate. That's what I come from. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. The yelling thing is never my thing. And, I, and I'm sure I do. There's times when I do. And, I, you know, everyone gets mad. It's going to happen. And it does happen. But it's not like I, I try to really just be like, wait a minute. If I'm yelling, am I fucking up? Am I just yelling because I'm mad and I'm taking it out on somebody? You know what I mean? Like there's yelling is two different worlds. Like Tom Brady, going back to that. Um, I think his frustrations got to him because he has got such a high level of expectation. Okay. Think about it where you are in your career. I know where I am in my career, right? How many times have things not gone the way you figured they would go in a situation, right? And because of miscommunication or whatever the situation may be, it didn't go the way you wanted it. Now you're pissed off. Well, I've had that happen to me a lot lately. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, these people don't know my level of expectation and I have to set that with people. You know what I mean? Like I've not done a good job of setting expectations at times and then I get frustrated, but it's me fucking it up. So if I was to yell in that situation, God, I would, I would be miserable. So I try to check the yelling and make sure before I fucking lose it, (laughs) am I losing this for the right reason? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. Um, the last thing I'll say on it, and then we'll move on because we got some other things we want to do. I think we got a pretty good top five list today. Um, that was a that was I I draw parallels to working in radio, and you've done a lot of hiring. I've done a lot of hiring, and I always have a soft spot for somebody that worked in the restaurant industry. Always. And here's what I liked about that. Here's what I like about the restaurant industry, besides everything. Um, I mean, there's, there's good people, there's shitty people in, in everything you do. It doesn't matter. But when somebody has worked in a restaurant, and if the restaurant had any business at all, this is what used to happen back in the day. Plus, we were a lot younger. But everybody would be fucking screaming at everybody at my restaurant, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody. The waitresses. God damn it, this is blah, blah, you forgot this, blah, blah. There there was a lot of that going on, all right? And that was just a part of the culture of the restaurant that I worked in. And then, I mean, fish fries on Friday were so busy. And God, I need this, blah, 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 you know, that whole thing. And then we'd all go out and party afterwards. And it's just like, yeah, man, it got crazy today, huh? Yeah, let's go get a beer, man. And nobody got butt hurt over it. And when I, if somebody has been through that before, I, I can relate to them a little bit better because they're, because they're going to be able to handle 
it's not like a, it's not like being a short order cook, but in the mornings there's a lot of pressure. It's live, and you got to get things on the fly, and you got you're trying to get a sound bite, and you're trying to do some of that stuff. And if you've never even been at Burger King, and somebody's yelling at you, dude, I need those French fries. If someone does that to you for the first time at your real job, and you've not had that happen to you, you're not you're not you're not good for me. <laughs> Well, you're shocked. You're completely shocked. You're just, I, correct. You're, you're to, I remember my first job, I was a busboy in a restaurant <clears throat> and it was great, but I was shocked. I was, I was, I was like a little fawn, like Bambi's you know, gazelle just hopping around like a little, little naive little bitch that I was. I didn't know anything. I did. I was there for 10 minutes and the fucking chef is yelling at me about something. Get this. Where the fuck is this? And I'm like, I don't even know where the fucking bathroom is, bro. But I say that in my head. I'm like, holy shit. And I start scrambling around. I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm asking mm -hmm. everybody. I don't know anybody. I'm thrown into this position. And that, but you know that you don't want to fuck up in that position because it's Ooh. already stressful and you don't want to add to this mayhem that's going on fix the problem but you know within a few weeks you kind of get your shit together you know you start chain smoking all those good things but then you you figure it out you know and then and then but it, it hardens you man it hardens you because then i remember going into other jobs and that shit would happen i'd just be like yeah, all right <laughs> all right now i'd still jump and stand to attention and still not want to fuck it up and do my best but even and then when you know this holy shit when we started doing interning at uh at the radio station Holy fuck, those guys are a little rougher on the edges on us, man. They they hit us, they hit us pretty hard every day. Yeah, it was a little different back then, but you know, it wasn't that shocking just because I came from the kitchen. Yeah, it wasn't I came so from bad. the kitchen and I did all as I did all aspects of it. I mean, you know, the dishwasher, which is you know the lowest, and everybody's on your shit. Yep. And then, you know, the cooks and I served, I was on the front of the house, the back of the house, and there was just all different dynamics. But you went out, you just drank and you're just like, Hey man. Okay. Boom. You know? Okay. We're all in this together. And you, Hey, guess what? We're going to do this tomorrow. Saturday's even going to be busier than Friday night. And yeah. we're going to go out and get wasted together after that. And I like those people that have been in those situations before. It's uh, it's, it's interesting because you know, the, the, the dynamic has changed over the years, obviously in the business world, things have gotten a little bit more, you know, sensitive and stuff. And that's, I, I get it there. There, and there's reasons for it. Well, even if you look at where Gordon Ramsay started and what, how Gordon Ramsay is now, and there's one other guy, if you look at the things that, um, uh, what's his name? Simon Cowell used to say, and what Simon Cowell says now, just in the span of the last 15, 20 years on television, you know, those guys have changed their tune, you know, he and can't. Gordon Ramsay is the classic example. He can't say that stuff that he said in seasons one through five. No. And, I, and you know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with getting fired up and, and getting a little uh, terse with somebody, you know, that's okay. But I find that like people are so sensitive. Like I, there was a discussion at work the other day and, and I was like, look, we're not doing this this way or whatever the hell the thing was. And people were like, well, you know, that got screwed up. And oh my God. And I go, yeah, you want to know who screwed it up? Me. I screwed it up. And here's what happened. Everyone was the shock on people's faces when you admit that you fucked up. Like nobody wants to admit they fucked up anymore. I'm mm -hmm. telling you right You're now, right. admit you fucked up. It all goes away and you can get back to work. It's the I call that. I call that take the hit. Take, take the, hit. the hit, man. Take it's the, the fucking right, hit. It's it, the right thing to do. And then when you come to me, it's like, well, I fucked up. 
Well, because this, this, and this. no, I can tell by the, I can tell by the inflection of your voice that it's like, well, but, but, but this and this and this take the fucking hit, man. Okay. It's okay. But take the hit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. In fact, if you take the hit, I'll, I'll forget. <laughs> I'll move on. If you add more bullshit to the pile, then I'm going to be pissed off even more. Take the hit. How, what did you do to fuck it up? How do we fix it? What'd you do to fix it before you came to me? And let's move on. Let's never let it happen again. And hey, let's go get a drink after work. That's what's great about it. Can you imagine? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Holy shit. I was just thinking about this now. Not that it's going to probably ever happen, but can you imagine you and I do like a real radio thing somewhere down the road? And again, this is very big hypothetical. Can you imagine trying to work with us? <laughs> Because we're intense separately. We're intense in different ways. And we're very set. And we know what we want, when we want it, and how we want it. And you and I have a shorthand. Like you say, hey, get me this. And I'm like, here it is before you say, get me this. You know what I mean? Like, that's how we would be in a room together. And I just can't imagine some other poor bastard walking into that. <laughs> no, imagine? it wouldn't be fun. They'd be it like, wouldn't. what the fuck? <laughs> well, I, I didn't expect this to go even that long, but <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Um, I'm going to go yell at somebody. Do it, bro. It is, it is. It's bad to hold it in. Don't hold that shit in too long. Well, Rod, I know that we've got a, a, a nice top five you came up with. I really, I like this one because it, it's fucked up. I will say that. It's, it's, I'm going to say it's, it's our favorite, which is favorite Halloween well, so I said Halloween, scary. I said you're gonna get a lot of leeway from me on this. Um, wow. You know, think about making a playlist for a Halloween party, um, something like that. So okay. there should be some connective tissue to the scary season that we're in, and okay. that's that's how I left it with you, and. As long as you, you come up with a song, if you want to somewhat kind of sell it, why it made your list. Um, nope. nope. I got it. I got it, man. My, my five are I, I actually, my five are pretty damn good songs too. Like you could actually listen. Well, okay. One's a little bit weird, but we'll get to that in a minute. But Rod, uh, I came up with another, uh, and we don't have a name for this yet. <laughs> we should probably come up. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's try this. Which one's better bitch i don't know we'll work on it did you put an effect on your voice right there i did i did dude the podcast is really starting to take off and i thought we should put a little more production on it there's just oh, a it sounded better if you just did this <laughs> old school yeah well i thought i thought hollow well we're, we, we just talked about halloween so why not do this i sound I know it's stupid. Anyway, um, you gotta look, so you look, the, the gate's a little high on that. You got to loosen up the gate. I don't know how any of this shit works, dude. All right. Um, so a few episodes ago, we did what we did. We compared and contrast. We, we put uh, 1971 versus 91, I think, like two of the bigger years in music. Yes, we did. And then the first one that started your new obsession was when we went track by track and we looked at debut CDs. So we did Pearl Jam. We did Welcome to the Jungle. I think there was the didn't first Van Halen. And the first Van Halen album. Jesus. Yeah. Because yeah. those are three of the greatest 
debut albums of all time. So we went track by track and uh, to see which one ultimately was the best. And again, this goes on into the, this is just our take. And so this is, these were fun because people always chime in. By the way, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. This is a video version on YouTube at Play Pants Pod, social medias. Please chime in because when you guys chime in, I, I love to see the perspectives because we always, you know, when you're in the moment, you're talking back and forth. It's like when you get in an argument with somebody and then like you're in the shower three days later, you're like, oh, fuck, I should have said that. That would have really gutted them. You know what I mean? That's it's like this. I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start tanking on purpose and I'm going to like leave some, like the best, you know, alternative song of the 90s. And we're not even going to mention Nirvana. Just so everybody can go, dude, how'd you not mention this? Stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm so, convinced that these places do these top 10 lists and they just put fucked up number ones in there because more people want to bitch than say something good. You know, it's the same thing with the sports stations down the hall. If the Astros win, they'll get X amount of calls. If they lose, whoa, geez, there's no problem getting phone calls, you know. And, and look, we could we could make a, you and I, we we get nice numbers. Thank you for listening and watching and stuff. We do we all could right. Use we, more. We could use more. I guarantee you the two of us could start a podcast tomorrow and quadruple the numbers we get in a week. <laughs> but we'd be assholes. You know what I mean? And, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> it, we would just be assholes. And we're not doing that. I just I, it's not about the numbers. It's about just doing something that's kind of fun. So what I did, Rod, is I like, well, we did the music thing and, you know, we've done that a couple of times. I'm like, well, what's our other wheelhouse? Fucking movies, man. Movies are the wheelhouse. Uh oh. So I did a little research, did a little Google. And uh, I looked, I just Googled. And believe me, there's not a lot of research that went into this. I was like, best year, best years for movies. So I went through it and I was like, what I kind of loosely found was 1994. In 1985, those are the two years we are going to put against each other for top movies. So are you going to use, what are you going to use as your frame of reference? Are you going to use like who won the awards that year? No. Are you, you going to use box office numbers? How are you going to compare them? It's a, it's a little bit of a loose thing because I tried to do box office numbers and then I started getting like weird movies that neither one of us really fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got that. I'm like, well, let me go through, you know, favorites of this. And I tried stars and I tried Rotten Tomatoes. And it just it was always give me like a weird couple of fucked up movies that I'm like, well, we never gave a shit about those movies. I, I know what we're. So I, I, I did a little creative licensing on these top six of each year. OK, okay. but. It's still pretty random, but they're all movies we all can kind of go, oh, yeah, we've seen those. OK, that's what I was trying to keep a mind on. But I didn't like think, OK, I got to put this one versus this one. I made my top five from 85. Then I made my 94 and then I just went, OK, here they are. OK, so I'm going to start at number six, number six from 1985. And you just pick the one you think you like better. Isn't that the criteria we usually go with? Which one do you think? Yeah, but it's not box office numbers or anything like that. It's just which one you like better. Yeah, everything is just coming gonna, from our dumb heads. You're going to fucking hate this, dude. This is going to be great. All right. Top movies. In, okay. From 1985, number six, Fletch. Fletch, Chevy Chase. Great movie. I mean, Haven't seen it in years. Funny it's as shit. So great. Okay. 85, number six is Fletch. Fletch. Fletch is great. Fletch is one of the most quotable movies. I mean, Moon if you, River. And if you've never said it's all ball bearings, I can't be friends with you. Okay. If you've never found yourself, it's all ball bearings now. 
that's it. I mean, it really is one of the most quotable movies ever from that era, from that era. And and I got to be honest, man, I actually watched it in the last couple of years and it's, you know, there's some cheese, there's some datedness, obviously, but there's some still stuff that holds up and it still holds pretty good. Uh, 1985, number six, Fletch, taking on from 1994, Speed. Uh, don't, don't go under 50, bro. Keanu Reeves uh, playing the same role. Uh, as Bill or Ted, whichever one. But, you know, Fletch is a better movie. Okay. I mean, that one, I feel like that's a slam dunk. I okay. know, I know there's going to be some, I'm not, as I'm thinking of movies from these years, I'm like, oh man. Yeah, it's coming. If Don't I, worry, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I'm it's coming. I, mm-hmm. I see why you're using those years. Those are big, big movies. Uh, for me, that's an easy one. I think Fletch is better than Speed. Yeah, Speed, again, because my kid is now turning of age where I can start showing him more movies. So I'm starting to go back in time and watch some of these older movies. I'm like, dude, you got to watch this one. And then we watch it. I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't so good. (laughs) Like, Speed is still pretty good. But, like, you know, we've come a long way in our action movies since Speed. But at the time, it was fucking pretty groundbreaking, pretty pretty amazing. So, anyway. All right. uh, Yeah, I got to go Fletch on that one, too, man. I got to be honest. All right. Number five. Number five from 1985. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh my God. That was one of your top movies of that year, 1985. Okay. Taking on from 1994, pretty, pretty impressive movie, pretty important movie for New Orleans, Interview with the Vampire. Ooh. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome versus 1994's Interview with the Vampire, which, by the way, good movie to watch this time of year. Thunderdome is uh, Tina Turner. Yes, yes. We don't need another hero. We don't. We don't, we don't need another hero. Do, do, do. Uh, Interview with the Vampire is a better movie. Not yeah. Interview with the Vampire is not better than the original Mad Max or Mad Max 2. I'm thinking Thunderdome might be the third one. Um, Could be. I don't remember. But Interview with the Vampire beats that particular Mad Max. It's, it's a very situation. It's that particular lineup. Yep. It's not the franchise. It's that movie, right? That Inter- movie. Interview with a Vampire, better movie. All right. Okay. I would agree there. I do love that movie. You agree um, with me on that? I do. I'm, we're 2-0 we're and o together here on this one. This one's going to be interesting. This one's going to – this is where it starts to get tough. Remember, we're comparing uh, which one you think is better, movies from 1985 and 1994. Number four. Oh, this is going to be a beating. Number four, Rocky – oh, shit. IV. That's four. Rocky four. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> That's the one where he, he gets a lot of fluids. He gets his ass kicked again. Yeah, you know the one where he got beat? He fucking he got his bloody mouth. Uh, I should have a bloody off. mouth right now. No, that's the one with versus the Russian. Uh, I must break you. Yeah, Rocky that's, four that's is the Russian. The Russian. Yeah, Dolph yep. Lundgren. Okay, ro- fucking one of my favorite Rocky movies out of them all. Uh, versus number four from 1994, Forrest Gump. Rocky four versus Forrest Gump. Okay. That's taking the glasses off. I'm taking the glasses (laughs) off. If you're watching, I'm stressed out. I'm sweating. (laughs) Cut me, Mick. Mick, cut me. Cut me, Mick. This is tough. Okay. That is a tough one. Okay. As always, I have a reason. Okay. Rocky Four 
I love, I mean, we lose Apollo Creed. Spoiler alert, we lose Apollo, okay? That's how the movie started. That's a great way to start a movie, kill a guy. Rocky goes up and trains in Russia, doesn't want the fancy gym. What happens is it's my least favorite Rocky workout montage. Because he's kind of doing the old school stuff. Dude, yeah. when they play the music and Rocky's getting ready for the fight, okay, after he gets his fucking mind right, because he's always afraid of Clubber Lang, but boom, boom, boom. Then when it finally kicks in and he's ready to go in and kick ass, then the music hits, montage, yep. and he's working out. For some reason, the Russian workout is my least favorite montage. Even though they're going, in, and I understand why they did it, because they're, they're showing Dolph Lundgren using – the most oh. advanced workout stuff known to man. And then Rocky's old school and he's just picking up his buddy in a fucking apple cart and, you know, shit like that. Um, running through the snow with boots. Running like in this. the snow, trying to lose the KGB in the, in the mountains. Like he's right, out running right. a fucking BMW. Okay. Um, Could happen. I don't like the workout montage. I like the Russia. If we could get along. Maybe you can get along. I thought yeah. that was a little cheesy at the end. Wow. Even when wow. I was watching it, I thought it was cheese. Uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's fucking a brilliant movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, would it beat Rocky one or two? <laughs> mm, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Just like I just like with the Mad Max thing. But Rocky IV, as you put it, Rocky IV, awesome, awesome movie. Lots of fluids. Um, but Forrest Gump. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that one too, man. Okay. Totally. We're three, three and oh. All right. Now this is where it gets, this is where the, what do they say? The rubber meets the road, Rod. You would say that you're a car. <laughs> fucking dummy is what I am. Uh, number three from 1985, the Goonies. Oh, you know, you know, it's coming, right? You know, it's coming. The Goonies from 1985 taking on number three from 1994 clerks. You're gonna be I don't like the game. I don't, don't like the game. This is not time to be yelling. This is not a reason to yell. Let's, let's bottle it up. Hold that shit inside, dude. You bottle it up. You hold it inside, okay? You're my offensive line right now. I'm about to go Tom Brady on you, okay? <laughs> yell at you like you're my offensive line. I have a Microsoft Surface right back there. I promise you that the, that's a Microsoft Surface. I'm going to throw it like the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Um, oh, my God. Clerks and Goonies. Yeah, that's just a that's just a dick move on my part. I gotta be honest. That's a tough one, man. Can I can I just go on record? Can I go on record? Yeah. Is it, I was a Goonies fan late. I'm giving you more time to think. Uh, I came to the Goonies later in life. Uh, everyone kept talking. I never saw it when it came out. For whatever really? reason, I don't I don't know. And I came at it later in life. And I thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. I like the idea of the kids and all the shit and all the things they got into. I'm like, it's it's a good movie. I like it. But I never loved it like everybody loved it. You know what I mean? I never caught that. Holy shit, I love the fucking Goonies. And Clerks, I got to be honest, I've always liked it. I always thought it was really kind of groundbreaking in the fact. And I think I like I think I like the story of Kevin Smith make it putting a financing the thing on his credit card and just saying, fuck it, let's do it. It's in black and white, which nobody was doing. I love that. I think I love the story more than I love the fucking movie, though. <laughs> I think I love everything that went into it. I right. still do love the movie. So that's where I come at both of them from. And it's, and it's just a, they're both, 
I'm not the right guy to be like, yeah, fucking Goonies. You don't love the Goonies? Yeah, I like them. Yeah, the Goonies them. is great. I even like that fucking Cindy Lauper song. I love it. I love it all. I love the whole thing. <laughs> um, I got oh, shit. I got to go Clerks. I got to go Clerks. Wow. I've got to go Clerks because as soon as I said I like the Cindy Lauper song, you got fucking Allison Chains. You got a great soundtrack with Clerks. You do. It was it was so lo-fi. It it was hitting when we. I mean, I mean, Goonies is my age too. I mean, both those movies, both those movies, I'm age appropriate to be in those movies. Okay, Correct. I, I could have been one of the fucking Goonies. I could have been one of the dudes. Okay. okay, let's not even go down that road. Which one would you be? I could have been the <laughs> Truffle Shuffle guy. Um, <laughs> just because I think because Clerks was so groundbreaking. Yeah. And it was so of its time that I felt a little bit more connected to it. Goonies, everybody loved though. I gotta go. I'm gonna go Clerks. Okay. I, right. I'm gonna go yeah. Clerks. The the low fineness of it, the way that he did it. You're right. We knew the backstory of it as we were watching the movie and they were right. selling it that way. And who is this guy? And then you're thinking that you're getting the next, he didn't turn out to be Scorsese, but you were thinking, this is our guy. Like this guy's going to be around. This guy's going to make movies. Now he's going to be our guy. Yeah. For a while he was, and you know, sort of kind of faded out there. I, I, I don't see the interest in seeing the, clerks four or three whatever one it is but uh yeah not really but you know what's interesting too is like you know we always talk about like you know the early 90s the music and everything you know clerks things like that that helped solidify the whole thing that was happening that whole cultural shift that was happening with the, the grunge music and then movies like clerks and that gen x generation you know just, here's these young kids in a fucking gas or in a, in a convenience store playing hockey on the roof i mean i i was like holy shit that could be me you know, like you said, you grew up with it. That could be me playing hockey and all that shit and the music and just hating that job and everything. So um, I think it helped with that. So, okay, clerks. Yeah. I'm going to go with you on that one too. Yeah. Right. They were New Jersey guys. Then the, the, the New Yorkness of it and being, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, number okay. one, uh, I, two, I, number two, number two, these, these next two, you're going to six, just fucking, five, four, three. Oh, six. You started at. Okay. Yeah, number two. Six. So go get your surface and just get ready to hum that thing. Are you ready? I have it. I have it ready to throw. Number two from 1985, The Breakfast Club. I knew, it. I knew it. The Breakfast Club. I mean, how do you even, you know, 1985, The Breakfast Club. Hang on. Well, I'm going to write down what I think you're going to put against it. I'm going to write. I'm going to go ahead. Okay. Write it down. You, put, you wrote it down already? I, I wrote down what I think you're going to say because yeah. you're a dick. I am. Uh, number two from 1994, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, okay. I got it wrong. Versus the um, Breakfast Club. Hold your hold your movie. Hold your movie to the end. Okay. That one's tough. That was really tough. those are those are classic. Shawshank that, when it came out, I didn't realize this. It didn't really do well at the box office. It kind of faded away. It became a cult classic when TNT just ran it on loop for fucking twenty years. You know what I mean? Like it didn't do great at the box office. No, it didn't. Um, this is the toughest one yet. This is the toughest one yet, which I don't even want to know what you're doing for number one. No, but I think don't. I got I've got one of the movies then. Um, I'm going to say again because I was I could have been in the Breakfast Club. I could have been 
after school at that high school. I don't know which one I would have been. I would have been in the middle. I would have known the the, the burnout and I would have known oh, the, yeah. the, the jock and I would have been the nerdy. I, I would have been somewhere in there, but I, 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 it's more relatable. I mean, it's a great, Shawshank's one of my all-time favorite movies, but I think Breakfast Club is probably means more to me. Right. right. Wow. God, I love Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club is just, I've seen it a million times. Fuck, I've seen Shawshank a million times. Oh, I bet dude. you I've seen Shawsh I bet you I've seen Shawshank more now just yes, because yes. of the, the, the TBS factor. And I've seen pieces of Shawshank more, meaning if it's on, that's going to be on for a half hour. You know what I mean? Just in the background of my house while I'm cleaning on a Saturday or something. The Breakfast Club uh, gets my nod. Sorry. I gotta go Shawshank on that one. Oh, uh, I do. I gotta go Shawshank. I, I, prison movies, man. Hard to hard to beat a good old fashioned prison movie. You know what I mean? All right, let's do the number one. Let's do the number one. All right, nineteen eighty five. Number one, nineteen eighty five. Back to the Future. Yep. Okay. Number one, nineteen ninety four. You probably already know. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I thought you were gonna have Pulp Fiction at two. Yeah. Um, which really would have made it difficult because I don't I don't know that I choose Breakfast Club over Pulp Fiction, but I do right. choose it over I do choose it over Shawshank. So now I'm I'm looking at Back to the Future, I'm looking at Pulp Fiction. Both groundbreaking um, both very groundbreaking when they came out. You think about the the concept of Back to the Future was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. Pulp fiction was just crazy. And yes not groundbreaking that that style that out of order shit has been done before but he really brought it and everyone's like what the fuck is going on and the characters and all that shit man i did see reservoir dogs before most people saw reservoir dogs after they saw uh after they saw pulp fiction yep. i did see i did see reservoir dogs beforehand wow um because i think our buddy chris prospero told me about it so i that's the only reason why i did see it think that's right yeah. he was he was into that he was really really good r.i.p chris yeah um i think he had me watch that movie first so and i didn't really know the brilliance of quentin tarantino yet um pulp fiction oh, versus back to the future uh quentin tarantino did become the martin scorsese of gen x and much like we thought maybe kevin smith was going to be that he didn't he kind of he's like the poor he was like, you know, score porzy. Um, but Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction wins over. Yeah, Pulp Fiction. I think that was easier. That was easier over uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, it's tough because Back to the Future is so great. That's one of those ones if it's on and it's in some scene, I'll, I'll watch it. But yeah, no, Pulp Fiction is the same thing. You can, well, it doesn't matter because it's all over order anyway. So you can watch that anytime. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's what's great about that movie. Yeah, no, actually, I... What the hell was I doing? I was doing something the other day and I punched up uh, the scene with the wolf, which is probably one of my favorite scenes out of the whole damn movie. Yep. Harvey Keitel comes in. He's got to clean up the body, the, the, the brains out of the Nova. And then and he just comes in. And he's fucking direct. That comes back to the yelling thing. You yeah, he didn't yell. He was. And even when fucking Travolta was giving him shit, he's like, okay, you want me, you know, you want me to be nice? Please go clean up the fucking car. <laughs> I mean, he just has that demeanor that's like, I'm going to go fast. Keep up. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. You're missing the best line. Because they Let's think there's not. They're, they're, 
they're looking at their work. They feel like they've done a good job. They feel like they're done. He's like, let's not suck each other's dicks just yet. It's such a great He's still got to take. I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? I probably spit out my drink when they did that, when I watched it the first time, because that was so great. Okay, I got an alternate. I, I, I got a, a bonus one, because I knew that I just want to throw a fucking dumb one in there, okay? All uh, right. And then we'll move on. Uh, top bonus question, bonus movie from 1985. Real genius, Val Kilmer, funny as fuck in that movie. He's in college. He's in a super scientific, smart college. Go watch it. It's funny as shit. Okay, Who's the guy genius. in the closet? Who's the guy in the closet? Laszlo. Laszlo. Laszlo's a weird guy. Just live in a fucking closet. And then there's a kid who's super smart. It's really a good movie that never kind of took off the way it should have. It, it, fell, it falls right into the, the wheelhouse of a lot of these other movies that just didn't quite break through. It's funny as fuck. Go watch Real Genius. That taking on Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> ah. And Dumb and Dumber, man, when you first saw it, you're like, holy fuck, this is so stupid, but it's hysterical. Now it's dated as shit. It's not funny now. It's really not funny. What's not funny? Dumb and Dumber just feels like, oh, oh it's, is it it's, not funny now? It just felt like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it's because we've had so much Jim Carrey over the years that you kind of like okay, Jim Carrey. It's just Jim Carrey doing what he could do, you know? Right. Um, you real genius. Yeah, real genius, genius is better. All right. Real geniuses. It doesn't really get lumped in because it, I, I don't know who made the movie. It wasn't like <laughs> a, I mean, it was a huge launching pad it wasn't val kilmer's first movie do you remember top secret yeah he was in a bunch of shit but yeah he was in he was in top secret which was a spoofy goofball i want to say it's older where he's like a spy and he sings and stuff in it it's like really goofy it's almost like police academy bad right um maybe it was after that i don't know real genius is great yeah. Real funny. genius is awesome. He's such a smart ass, but he's brilliant. And there's like so much smart shit happening. Yeah. I don't know, man. So I just want to go through another exercise like that. That was fun. Uh, I think we agreed on all of them except for the, uh, the Shawshank. You, you went, you took Shawshank. I did take Shawshank. You I, took I, Shawshank I, over the breakfast, breakfast club. club. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I didn't, again, with the Goonies, I didn't, I didn't hit breakfast club till later. I didn't go. I, I missed that whole thing, man. I, I saw that much later in life. So I didn't, I didn't ride the wave of when it came out. You know what I mean? Like it was, it, I just wasn't there. Still love the movie. Still great. But yeah, no, I, I had to go Shawshank. So uh, Rod, let's take a break. And uh, Dude, uh, better off dead is 1985. Yeah, there's there's some in there, but I you know I wanted to go through and hit some some fairly right, popular. Right. Return of the Living Dead is eighty five. That was a great year for movies. Oh no, eighty. And then you start going down ninety four's list, and you're like, holy shit! It's just one after the next. Those are pretty much the two best. Spies like us. <laughs> we fucking blew. Coming up, our top five favorite Halloween scary songs. Dude, we'll sit here and look at these movies all night, dude. But first, I want to tell you about the Rod Ryan Show Care store. It's open. It's been open. It's time to get your boobs rock merchandise right now. Go get the merch, bro. Get the merch. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. uh, And everything in the store, everything in the store benefits breast cancer research at MD Anderson in Houston. Rod's got the t-shirts. He's got the koozies. He's got stickers. He's got squeezy boobs squeezy squeezy boobs squeezy boobs and much much more and all the information is available at the world famous rod ryan show page at the buzz.com come on get yourself some shirts get the squeezy boobs hang around while you're watching the watching the astros and just squeeze them 
How did you not incorporate the crow into 1994? Uh, I was gonna, and then I was like, ah, I'm good shit. I was just like, I was trying to, I was trying to be fair and random. I don't want to pick my favorite movies. You know what I mean? Like, right, so right, right. Like, you know, and then like it was tough because it's like, what do I compare it against and shit? So I, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, we'll save that for maybe scary movies for next week or something like that, or Halloween esque movies. What do you think about that, Rod? That would be kind of a nice one to do. Yeah, I just. Mine would be like all older ones, though. So you see yeah. this movie that's in theaters right now, like people are fucking throwing up and getting sick and passing out right now. I don't want to be that scared. There's that there's a movie out right now. And the guy's right. like a couple guys that uh, went to go see it this weekend and contacted me, sent me an email. They're like, yeah, it's rough. It's just gory. Yeah. See, I don't. You know, I remember my mom going to see the exorcist when we were little kids rated R. So obviously we didn't go. And the, the story is my mom smuggled in a peach. Okay. And she ate half the peach and could not finish it because the exorcist was like nothing ever been shown like that. Right. It, nobody had ever seen anything like that before. My mom used to love that scary shit. She'd go by herself. Cause my dad didn't want to go see that stuff. I was more like my dad. Um, I don't remember anybody. My sister kind of watched some of that scary shit. Did you guys watch a lot of that? Like, did you grow up with like the Freddy and the Jasons and all of that in your house? Nah, no, nah, we weren't into that shit in the house. That was not going on at the Ginty Manor. Hell no, that shit was not flying. It, it just wasn't our thing, you know, it wasn't a big deal. And, and I remember watching like the Halloween, first Halloween movie and just being like, holy fuck, this is crazy. And, and I'm more into the, give me the suspense. Give me the mystery. Give me that jump scare. I don't the slicing and dicing the body parts everywhere. That's unless it really adds to the story. I don't need to see it all. I, I get it. You know what I mean? Like I actually, again, going back to uh, my kids 14. So I'm starting to introduce, we're, we're introducing some of the older movies. Mm -hmm. So he's like, he's like, I think I want to watch a scary movie. Cause he's not in the scary movies at all. He's like, I think I want to watch a scary movie. I'm like, so what would right. be a good level to what would be a good intro? I mean, you can't go. I mean, do you go Freddy or Jason and that shit like right out of the game? I, I really was going to suggest Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, let's let's just do fucking Halloween out of the gate. That one will give them nightmares for the next six years. It'll be perfect. And then my wife just, just no, let's fucking watch Scream. It's from the 90s. He'll get some of the shit. I'm like, dude, they're fucking stabbing the shit out of people in that movie. Like, at least mm -hmm, Halloween mm -hmm, is just kind of mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of it. And they went scream. And I'm like, I remember watching that movie and I was fucking freaked out. That movie was really intense, man. Like there was things you didn't expect to happen, happen. So I'm like, are there, are there jump scares in it? Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's great with that. And, okay. and, and it, you know, it's a, it's a that's little, what I hate. that's what I hate. I can't handle the jump scare. Yeah, that's what's great about the scary movies. You know, that's the thing. It's the jump. It's like, oh, fuck. Not all of them do it. Some of them no. are more gory. Some of them are. I, and when it seems like it's real and people are being tortured and like the, the yeah. sawn off your fucking feet to get out of a situation. I like I've never seen any saw bullshit No, that I, I can't watch any of that. No, I just no, don't no. want to be bummed out. No, no. I can't, I don't I, wanna... I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I mean, I get it. it. When somebody tells me that like those movies are fun. I do think you're a little fucking weird. Um, it's like somebody eating like super duper hot food. Yeah, it's one, and it's like, are you enjoying it? Like, you've tasted anything other than like your your the nose hairs are burning out of your fucking nose. I mean, can you taste the food? It's the same thing with like scary movies. I can't imagine wanting to feel that way. It's like when you watch like 
if it if it fits the scene, it's like we've talked before about music. You know, these guys that can shred in the eighties, and they're like, "Well, what the fuck? Who cares? It's terrible." Have the solo fit the song. I'd re- I'd rather have a, a not shredding solo fit a song. It's like when you watch violence in a in a movie. You know, if I'm watching a movie and like it's a it's a you know a torture thing where it fits the context of the murder mystery or whatever it is, and they're pulling right, they can, they, get, they go and grab the pliers. You know that fucker's losing some fingernails. Uh, I get it. I'm okay with it. I don't like it. I turn away, but it makes sense. If you're just fucking gutting somebody and there's blood everywhere, I'm like, all right, okay, we got it. Move on. You know what I mean? Like I want the, I want the mystery. I want that, that tension to build. But anyway, we're not talking about movies tonight. We're talking about fucking Halloween songs, Rod. We got to do top five. So I sold it to you as, okay, Halloween songs. I said, they can be scary. There's gotta be some connection to Halloween. I said, maybe you're putting together a Halloween playlist. If it's the monster mash, it was a graveyard smash rod. (laughs) Dude, I used to lose my shit over that song when I was a little kid, I would lose my shit over that. They would play that on the radio, dude. They would play that on, they would play that on KB radio, the AM station in Buffalo. When we were little kids, around Halloween time, I would lose my shit when it was on the radio. Because why? There was no YouTube. There wasn't anywhere else to go get it. So when it just randomly came on the radio, it was amazing. Did you do the mash, Rod? (laughs) I did do the monster mash. What the fuck? I hate that song. Now I hate it. I used to love it too as a kid. I'm like, oh, that's scary. Woo. (laughs) It was the best. And if fucking Ghostbusters on your list, I quit. Well... Oh, shit. If you have fucking Thriller on your list, I quit. It's a graveyard smash. <laughs> I love this little button. What the fuck? Any more yeah. buttons. You certainly do. I love, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? You go, I want to hear yours. You, you start, man. Top five uh, uh, fucking Halloween songs, I guess. Um, Monster Mesh. And Monster Mesh is not on my list. Okay. All right. Good. Thank God. I found this to be a pretty difficult list to make when I started writing down songs. What I'll do is I don't want to look at anything. I'm like, what comes, what's top of mind first. So I start writing and I can, I can rifle off about 10. Okay. Right off the top of my head and full disclosure. I do listen to some of the apps. And if I got to plug iHeartRadio, we got a pretty good Halloween station. (laughs) It is kind of cool on in the background. It is kind of cool to have on the background and they do a lot of ghostbusters and thriller and, um, Rockwell, somebody's watching me, you know. I always feel like. Yeah, no, I got mm-hmm. you. All right. Uh, in like at number five, song. Warren Zevon, Werewolves of London. <laughs> I have always loved that song. I loved it when it was in the movie The Color of Money. And I think yeah. that may have been my introduction to the song. Tom Cruise, Paul Newman. It's kind of a part two to The Hustler. Yep. And uh, they are pool sharks and Tom Cruise is very, very young, but they play almost the, it seems like that scene is really long and it seems like they almost play the whole song and Tom Cruise is kind of singing along to it as he's showing off on the pool table and it was, and his hair was perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I can honestly tell you, I don't know if I knew that song before, which is the great movie, The Color of Money. True. Did I know that song beforehand? Was that was that a staple on classic rock radio when we were growing up? 
I, I don't know. I know when I was working classic rock many years ago, that was a huge song, especially uh, this time of year. We play the shit out of it. Werewolf right. London. It's a great song, man. Warren Zevon. It's great. I I had it in my bubbling under list. Yeah. No, good work. Okay. I like it. So that's it at number five. In at number four, my first live concert ever. I interviewed Chad Smith of the Red Hot Chili Peppers last week. The first band he ever went to go see live. We shared this together. Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper. I've oh. always loved that song. And you just living in classic rock radio for a long time is that something that gets played a lot it it did yeah for a lot i mean we played the shit out of it especially you know it it, it ebbed and flowed once that saturday night live skit came out it repopularized that song the cowbells is it am i i'm at the right song right yeah don't yeah. fear the reaper yeah cowbell yeah it's the cowbell, cowbell song yeah no um, that, and that's i love that song it's a great song I mean, what Buck Dharma is doing on that guitar is like a little trick that he's doing to play that that riff on there. There is some there is some trickery going on. That guy was a really, really good guitar player. But then the other four guys were pretty good at the guitar, too. There's I mean, Bluster called had a ton of guitar players. Right. right, uh, right. Don't fear the Reaper in at number four good. in at number three. It, it almost seems sacrilegious to not include this man in a top five. And of course I'm going with the coop, Alice Cooper. Welcome to my nightmare. Fucking great song. I forgot about that one. Shit. So not only is that a great song and there are several others that I could have chosen from Alice Cooper. I mean, you could just because Alice Cooper is Alice Cooper. You can, I feel like I couldn't argue if you put any Alice Cooper song in there if you put any Marilyn Manson song in there, if you put uh, any Rob Zombie song in there, I don't know that I could have argued. Um, no, I skipped but, all those, by the way. <laughs> but welcome to my nightmare specifically. Good. Good. Dude, he did it on the Muppets. Okay. Yes. Holy shit. He did. he did it on the fucking Muppet show. And those huge monsters were out there dancing with him. Yes. yes and yes, there's yes. Alice Cooper, you know, and it was awesome. Uh, always been a great song. Always been one of my favorite Alice Cooper songs, too. Can you imagine the fucking drugs that must have been going on in the back of that Muppet show? How great was that? The fact that they were puppets and it was funny. It's still funny shit. And they mm -hmm. had storylines and they're backstage and, you know, the, the problems. And then the fucking rock stars, the people they had on with them. I mean, what a great it, it seems like it would have been a, probably the greatest place on earth to work at the time. I mean, holy shit, the stuff they pulled off. Uh, yeah. Any, any kiss song, I think could probably, you could argue it. Yeah. Um, Beth, Beth is pretty haunting. Uh, in at number two, let's put the X in sex haunts me still. Let's, uh, in at number two. Shandy so, every time. <laughs> so my kid wanted to see the video uh Oh, and, uh, and I showed her, you know, pulling up YouTube on the TV we go through the book. We have a, we have the ABCs of rock. So A is ACDC. Um, B is the Beatles. C, D, you know, every, there's a band for each one. And O is Ozzy. Oof. So we, so we kind of went through all the different, um, she, she watched like Joan Jett. She really likes that Joan Jett. You know, I love rock and roll. So we watched a couple of different things. She, now she loves Tina Turner. Nice. So, we, so, she sees Ozzy in the queue and she sees the bark at the moon video where he turns into the werewolf type character. Jesus. And she's like, I want to watch that. I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea. 
I go, I don't think it's a good idea. And she goes, I really, really want to watch. I said, okay, if it gets too scary. And I'm like, oh, fine. I'm like, okay, if it's scary, then just tell me and we'll turn it off. And that video is so hokey, but it's so fucking great. Uh, Bark at the Moon is my number two Halloween song. And that video, I, I I saw Ozzy on that tour. And uh, I believe that's that's the Jakey Lee days, probably on guitar, right? And uh, and Carmen Carmen uh, a piece on drums, and uh, that was my I think my first time maybe seeing Ozzy. It was awesome. Bark at the moon, dude! One of my first cassettes. One of my very first cassettes was Bark at the Bark at the Moon album. So did she watch it the whole way through? No. Oh wow! Because it. He's turning, and I'm like, that's him. That's Ozzy right there. But when you see that crazy monster, he's going to turn into that monster. That's still Ozzy. And she watched it when he first turned into it. But I, you probably haven't watched that video in a long time. No. She didn't. There's there's, there's the camera angle where they're going, and he's coming down the hallway, and he's oh, going yeah, towards the yeah, camera. Yeah. And then she goes, ah, that's enough. So I turned it off right away. So I'm wow, sure wow. if her mom's listening right now, I'm in trouble. Um, but we watched a little, we watched about half of Ozzy Bark at the Moon. That's awesome though. It's still a fucking great song. And you know what? Ozzy's pretty fucking scary in that video. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty scary. He doesn't look like Ozzy at all. It doesn't look like Ozzy with a bunch of fur stuck to his face. He really <laughs> does. It's Hollywood grade Rick Baker makeup. I mean, it's, it's good. Stuff. It's really good. Not to ruin your number one, but I don't think you're going to do two Ozzy's back to back. But like fucking Mr. Crowley. And that's not on my list either. That just sounds like Halloween. Please tell me that's not your number one. I ruined it. No, <laughs> it's not my number one. Thank God. But I just mentioned Rick Baker. Mm-hmm. And he did the special effects. I think he maybe won the first Academy Award for special effects. The Werewolf of London. When, uh-huh. when the Dr. Pepper guy turned into the werewolf. Oh, and they were playing yeah. and CCR. Don't go out tonight. Yeah. Undertake your life. Bad moon on the rise. Yeah, bad Bad moon moon on the rise. That fucking song as he's turning into the werewolf. Fuck, how did I forget that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's a million of them, though. It's hard. Werewolf of London is like an awesome movie. American American American. werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah. That's it. David Naughton. He was like the first Dr. Pepper guy. So Um, yeah, it was him. And then his buddy, his buddy was slowly degenerating the whole time. And every time they showed his buddy, he was like worse and worse down there. He was like, oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he's um, a squirrely dude too, man. Dude, I got a really weird one for my, okay. for my number one. I got a really weird one. I don't know. Mine are weird, man. We're going to find out. Concrete Blonde, bud, Bloodletting, the Vampire Song. It's all about New Orleans. And it's like maybe the best stripper song of all time. So it's my favorite Halloween song, and it's the best stripper song ever. What's the name? Bloodletting by Concrete Blonde. It's the song that they sing, and you go on down to Uh, New Orleans. It's kind of a, it's like a doom, 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 doom. It's not a a scary song, but I do know that song very well. Obviously, it's a a sleazy song. Yeah, it's dirty. It's a sleazy New Orleans, and it's a vampire song. Yes. It's bloodletting. It's a vampire song. Yes. And I I love Concrete Blonde. I really do love that band. I know that they've never, ever come up on this podcast. Johnette Napolitino, I think. Amazing. And she may have lived in New Orleans for a while. 
she had one of the best voice. She had an Ann Wilson voice. Mm-hmm. That's how good a singer she was. You guys would maybe know the song Joey. Yep. Um, but there was another song, Bleed It Out, which I could have gotten away with that too. Bleed It Out, that would have counted as a Halloween song. Um, dude, Damn. Bloodletting, it's the best stripper song. It's the greatest. about that song? Yeah, it's so sleazy. You walk by, you hear it in clubs. You hear it on the, yeah. you hear it down in the quarter. Yeah, yeah. You hear that song in the quarter a lot. So yeah. it's, it's a weird pick for probably everyone listening right now. But if you spend a lot of time in the French quarter, you hear that coming out of bars a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, every fuck. every DJ spins that tune. I have forgotten about that damn song. Dude, dude. I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, that's a great song. Oh, that's gonna get put on my playlist now. Go on down to New Orleans. Yeah. Don't monster monster mash was six. A monster mash. Uh, no, I I can't. I I do want to talk about uh, bubbling under songs today. All right, all right. So my list is really fucking weird. It's not like I just was like, okay, well, wait a minute, I. I wanted to go a little off script here a little bit. Although my number five, Judas Priest, some heads are going to roll. See, I took a little liberty. Their heads are going to roll. So I kind of, some heads, get it? All right, mm-hmm. I want to make sure you got it. Heads, uh, sex. I've always what? liked that song. It feels a little scary. It would fit on your iHeart playlist, I'm sure. And if it's not, well, you got the wrong guy running it. I'm just saying. Some heads, heads are going to roll. Heads are okay. roll from Judas sure. Priest. Okay, this next song, there's Great 50. Song different versions of this song out here but the one that really kind of is haunting is the nina simone version of i put a spell on you ah, i know it and well i know the song very well I, I know that song it's done very, by very so well. many people and it's it, and you want to find the slower versions and it's like her voice is so fucking good and deep and scary and it's like if you just let it go and let it wrap around you man you're like holy shit this is fucked up i put a spell on you nina simone I think they did that. In the, what's the what's the new um, what's the witch movie that's out right now? My kid they, they used it, it in there. I just saw that when I was doing my research. The the Bette Midler fucking Hocus Pocus or whatever shit. I think it, I remake. think that's in the first Hocus Pocus because yeah, in the new one they do one way or another. I'm going to get you. They do Blondie as like yeah, their big yeah. musical number in there. Yeah. I don't All right. Know. I like that. I like the Nina Simone. I know that version. All right. This one. Definitely left field, but it totally fits in exactly where our wheelhouse is. You got to go, and I don't know which fucking Freddy movie it's from. You might know Dawkin and the Dream Warriors, bro. Fuck yeah. That is think, 80s cheese perfection. I think it is. The movie is Dream Warrior. Like, I think that's Freddy. Friday. Is that what is Freddy? It's um, Nightmare on Elm Night, Street. Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So yeah. I think it might it might be Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> like that might be like the subtitle of the, of that, you know, because I don't think they numbered them. Because um, I always liked the song back in the day. So I, right before the podcast, I went back and listened to it and watched the video. I'm like, oh, God, this is so bad. It's, it's good. But Freddie's in the video, right? Freddy well, Krueger is... Yes, and here's why I love the song even more. I just I just saw this fun fact. Apparently, there's interviews out there where Don Dockin claims claims don't know if it's true claims in in a couple different interviews that the guy the actor who played Freddy Krueger there he's in the video and stuff and they're sitting back just chilling waiting to film Robert England he's, he's got his fucking knife fingers on or whatever the fuck he had those blades on his gloves yeah and and according to Don Dockin he's cutting up lines of coke with the Freddy fucking fingers <laughs> Oh, really? I'm like, what a now, great metal rock star story that is. Is 
Did you did you say you recently watched the video? For the I didn't watch the movie. I watched the video for the fucking uh, for the song. The, the song, yeah, the Dream Warrior song. Is it shot in New Orleans? I mean, yeah, I you would know. you would know. You would know if it's on a if it's on a movie set. It's on a movie set. It's on. You would like it was know. on a set. Yeah. Okay, so this is this will be my research then. There's a there's a doc and video, and they're they're sitting in the Napoleon House. I can I can tell you exactly where they're sitting. There is a phone booth in the back. Yeah, that's when you, a classic shot. Yeah, when you walk when you walk in in the you walk straight along to the bar. The bar's to your left. You walk straight to that back wall in the front room. Dokken is sitting there and then they're walking along um, Jackson Square and stuff. So really? you would have oh, you, you would have seen it. So it's in another Dokken video. There I'll must be another. I mean, it's not in my dreams or something like that. I, it's got a, something that made sense that they were in New Orleans. I, I can't think of the song. Yeah, I know I it's not a bunch of Dokken videos tonight. It's not Love's a Good One. They do that one on the back of a truck. It's a fucking great one. OK, uh, that's a really, really good one. The Dream Warrior. That's a really yeah. good one. Yeah. And, and okay. That, then then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little mainstream, but I got a twist on it. Uh, Sympathy for the Devil from the Stones. Oh, fucking so great. It's so great. And and the reason I like it, I love the Stones. Great. Love the Stones version. But you know, you go back, and this is weird. It all ties together. Um, you watch the uh, interview with a vampire. Guns and Roses has a version they did at the end. Yep. I don't say it's better. I don't say I love it. But it helps solidify my love of the song. I like Guns N' Roses' version because the way it fits at the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Could they use the Stones version in that? Yeah, it would probably have been better. But I do like the GNR version of Sympathy for the Devil. If you haven't heard it, punch it up. It's not bad. Yeah, no, it's that's a good one. That's a good um, one. And then there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of scary. I mean, it's, it's a... That's such a huge subject matter to light. To I mean, you're, it's the devil, for God's sakes. Yeah, and the, and the stories behind it, like the fucking studio started on fire and all this bullshit, and pe- the stories were coming out in the press, which only helped make the Stones just even more legendary. Uh, and then since uh, here comes Thriller, we brought up Kiss on the podcast today, so I thought let's go, let's let's hit a home run, let's bring us some Van Halen, Dead or Alive from Van Halen too. It's not scary. <laughs> it's just shit. I thought gut. you were. I thought you were going to go running with the devil. Nah, nah I, I can't hear that song again. Okay. <laughs> I can't hear that song again. Uh, dead or Alive, Van Halen 2. Not because it's scary. It's got the word dead in it. But fuck, that song has just got some swagger. It's got that Eddie Van Halen. It's just got the swagger, man. It's got his groove. It's fucking great. I had forgotten about it when I was doing my research. I saw it come up and I'm like, let me go listen to that again. I haven't listened to that in years. I'm like, oh, I love that song. So I'm just putting it back on the map. That's all that was. I was putting it on the map. Great song. Um, Would you have given me shit? I feel like Master of Puppets has now become a bit of a Halloween thing because of Stranger Things. Stranger Things lends itself to Halloween. People are using that to decorate their homes and everything. I was almost going to say, hey, Master of Puppets, welcome to Halloween. I think you're kind of a Halloween song now. It's it's scary sounding. It's that heavy, scary master. master. It's you, you could be murdering somebody to that song. You could see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I, yeah. I just I, I really think because of what Stranger Things did, uh, it Stranger Things just is Stranger Things is Halloween to me. I mean, it really is. It's, I don't know what time of year. It just it's just it's Halloween. You're gonna see it everywhere. I got a floating kid around the corner. I got that floating redheaded girl around the corner from my house. Oh, really? Where, Dude, where I live, it's like fucking Christmas around here. People decorating. I mean, just Shit. I and I'm just as nutty as everyone. 
So I was fun. I was thinking master of puppets. Um, By the way, I did look it up. I couldn't come up with this on my own. Goo Goo Dolls also did a Freddie song. Right. Back in the day for one of those Freddie um, Nightmare on Elm Street songs. So they did. um, It was Goo Goo Dolls. Freddie's dead. The song's called I'm Awake Now. Uh, And I think they and I think if they it was like. The Freddie, uh, the Nightmare franchise, they would go with a band and a song kind of like James Bond. You know, there was a Bond song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think the Freddie movies, there was always like a band and a song that was associated with it. I know they used a lot of different music, but I think they kind of they they licensed or they got an artist. They chose somebody to, to work with for all the different movies. And the Goo Goo Dolls got chosen to do that back in the day. And, and I that think was they did before. I think they, they did a yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did a song, and I think Freddie's in the video with them. So that's pretty cool. That I forgot all about that. I'm, I, um, I'm doing some research here right now. Uh, I believe it's the It's Not Love video from Doc, and I believe. I can't promise you that's the no, answer. It's not. It's not. No, it's not love. No, that's not, they're on the back of a fucking that. Uh, a oh, they're back truck. of a flatbed truck. Yeah, the the yeah, back yeah. of the flatbed truck, and that's going through L.A. Oh, you're gotcha. trying to find the Doc in. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. Um. Anyway, we, it's fine. I, I, I'll, I'll post it later, and we'll, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. Fine. Bubbling under. I think a real obvious one. I do like this song. Actually, I love this song, and I am a Donovan fan. Season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. That came. I came across that a few times. I'm like, ah, mm, 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 mm. is that song get played on classic rock? I don't think anymore. I think it's way too. Because that's oldies. That's, that's almost oldies like oldies station. now, right? Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be on your oldies channel. <laughs> I mean, Season of the Witch is a fucking great song. I, I, I love, I like Donovan. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, all you need is Donovan's greatest hits and you're fine. You put that on, you listen to the whole thing. It's, it's awesome. Uh, Season of the Witch, like I said, I think anything Alice Cooper, anything Rob Zombie. Manson. Anything Marilyn Manson and anything Kiss, you know, I mean. Kiss stuff. Yeah, I was thinking Kiss, King of the Nighttime World. And there were some other ones that I was kind of thinking of. What about this? And this is, um, I can't find the movie. And maybe one of our listeners can find it. I don't know if it's on YouTube. You saw the movie Trick or Treat, right? From the 80s? I'm sure I did. So Trick or Treat, that was Skippy from... Oh, Family Ties. Skippy from Family Ties. That was supposed to be his launch pad. That was supposed to be his movie because... Michael J. Fox was already moving on to other things. So right. they gave Skippy a movie. And I think, fun fact, I think he'd be out, he beat out Keanu Reeves for that movie. Really? Yes. So Keanu was going over to do Bill and Ted. So Skippy, Mark Price is his name. It's a really, it's probably cheesy, but it was one of those things that we went to the theater to go see it. Gene Simmons is in the movie. Ozzy Osbourne's in the movie just as as bit parts. But Sammy Kerr is this is this uh, fictitious rock star. And they bring him back by back masking an album of his. And then he appears. I know this all sounds kind of cheesy shit. And it and there's a little bit of like Carrie. They borrow because he's in the gymnasium and he starts doing it and killing everybody. And. Oh, the yeah, guy, yeah, 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 the yeah. guy that plays the rock star is really, really good. Um, they couldn't get a real rock star. People turned him down. Blackie Lawless from Wasp, like, was was approached, and Gene Simmons was approached, and he didn't want to do it because they were worried about the black 
the back masking and all of that, but Gene still right. wanted to be in the movie. So they got like a dancer, like a solid gold dancer guy, but he did a really good job. Fastway did the whole soundtrack. Really? Just like Simon and Garfunkel did every song in The Graduate. That was their graduate moment. Fastway, their fourth album is Trick or Treat. Holy and they use and they use the whole thing because that's what Sammy Kerr, the rock star, they're using that music as Sammy Kerr's music. And he's the one that's kind of like lip syncing all of that. And that's the old fast way. So fast Eddie Clark is in the band and that's Dave King. I think that's his last album with them. And that's the guy that's in, um, uh, he's in Floggy Molly now. Gotcha. So it's the classic fast way, dude. Wow. The album is great. And you'd think the way that it syncs up, I don't know what came first. Did they write the album or did they write the album to the, to the movie? Because the shit syncs up. It all makes sense. Wow. You know, there's a song tear down the walls and Skippy's losing his mind and he's fucking tearing all his posters off the wall. It all makes sense. Skip the, the movie. I know skip Mark price. I don't, I forget Ragman. Ragman. I think he's the Ragman in the movie. He's skippy. You, once you're fucking Skippy in a TV show, you're Skippy forever. You just don't get away from that. You just and, don't. Obviously, he did not become anything on the level of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> not, I don't, not quite. I think Back to the Future, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was up for a couple of roles. He was up for Can't Buy Me Love, and he lost out to McSteamy or McDreamy or whoever that guy is. Oh man, um, poor guy. So trick or treat, dude. I'm telling you, if you don't, one. if you've never seen it. That's my homework for everyone. That fucking movie is awesome. It's a rocker. You got to be a rocker. You have to be like an old school rocker. I'm telling you, you're going to love the music. I promise yeah. you, you're going to love the music in this movie. Yeah. Ozzy's got like real short hair in it. He's got like got all combed to one side. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it and out. And Gene, Gene Simmons is a DJ. <laughs> so I, I, I still play because he does this Rocktober. Whoa, it's Rocktober. It's a sweeping sensation that's sweeping the nation, blah, 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 blah. And I play this long ass gene sweep and Alex has it in the system. And he's like, he knows he can only play that in October, but it's from that movie. <laughs> Holy shit. And you get there's another, there's another <laughs> trick or treat movie that came out afterwards. Don't get caught up. You want the Skippy. You want the Skippy version. Yeah, I was just looking up. There's one from like 2007 that's a different thing. And there's like, a, you don't want that. You don't, nah. don't get caught up in no 2007 bullshit. You yeah. got to go back to 19, what did you say, 86? I think it was 86. It came out. Yeah, you can Google it. It comes right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, they didn't make any good movies in 2007. All the good shit came out of the 80s, dude. Dude, our buddy, our buddy Bob Carp, that was his favorite movie. He went to go see it for a week. He went to go see it every day. Oh. He saw it six times in a week. That's how much he liked that movie. Wow. Okay. So we all, we all had the soundtrack. We all had the cassette back in the day. Yeah. Fast way. That one up fast way. Fucking right. fast way does all the music. I'm going to, I mean, I got some, I got some work to do this, this night after this podcast. Cause man, I got the, I got the concrete blonde to go crank up. I got some fast uh, way. Oh, 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 I got you on that one. Um, I got the monster there, mash. Was there anything else though? So, so the reason I brought that up is because any song off of that album is a Halloween song. That's a Halloween movie, you know, trick or treat. 
Um, was what else was anything else bubbling under that I'm gonna be pissed? I mean, I you know, shout at the devil, hell's yeah, bells, yeah. ACDC. Yeah, that's all I, I you know, all that shit. I'm so burnt from classic rock years, man. I'm like, yeah, it's still great songs. I'm not shitting the songs, it's just like nah, I don't need to hear it again. You know, Hell's Bells is still great though. That is pretty badass. So that bell bong, bong. I, uh, Mr. Mr. Crowley. Yeah, you said Mr. Crowley. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's fucking the organ. You know, that's great. Um, it, it, the list was so extensive. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, we were oh, talking should about. We, should that? we do a commercial <laughs> before we wrap it up? I would just say, let's just fucking plug it and move on and call it a day. We've been doing this for fucking six hours, it feels like. So, uh, uh, Jason is the pirate at Pirates of the Quarter. Okay. <laughs> He's the fucking guy that puts on the goop on his face and fucking walks around in the quarter. Yeah. He's awesome. Tim. Tim, it's his bro. They're the pirates. Okay. Yeah, so now cool. you know. Um, New Orleans. Um, Pirates of the quarter.com at Pirates of the Quarter on all the socials. And I know that uh, Jordan Welch and the machine, he's a guy from here. He went to New Orleans and he took the tour. I think he took it with your bro. Yep. So the he went out with the quartermaster. And then you said there was another gal that was from here that took the tour. We, we talked about Karen taking the tour, a couple one of our cool Karens. She took the tour a couple of weeks ago. So people are coming from Houston and they're going. So I, they, they're, they're going to check it out. I will always ask, like, hey, where are you from? You know, hey, where are you from? Make a little small talk while we wait for the guests to arrive, everybody showing up and stuff. And, oh, you know, this I'm from here. I'm from New Zealand. I mean, we're worldwide, bro. We're worldwide. Uh, but we do get a lot of Houston. Houstonians love New Orleans, man. I've learned that. The, the Houston crowd comes to New Orleans because it's right down the road. You know, it really is just a hop, skip, and a jump away. So uh, looking good. Now we're in the fall festival season in New Orleans, man. There's just shit happening every fucking weekend. Halloween is coming up into Halloween in New Orleans. I don't know how you beat it. I, I just don't know how you do it because it's so great. Yeah. It's so badass. So the next couple of weekends in New Orleans, holy shit. It's going to be awesome. It really is. Oh, yeah. And Pirates of the Quarter.com. I forget about that part. <laughs> Are you doing the fucking commercial on top of my commercial? I just I, did. I, well, I got to throw it in at the end a little bit. I got to give it a little love. <laughs> got a little love. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Thanks to anyone who's taking the tour. And if you're thinking about it, I'm telling you, you're going to have a fucking good time. And you're going to learn some shit. I'm still doing the commercial. Sorry. Are you still doing the commercial? Yeah, I'm going to keep going. All right. And uh, what do you got for final thoughts, Jason Ginty? Man, I, I hate to leave on a bummer. <clears throat> and I don't know how to do it. I'm dying here. Hold on. Um, and I, I don't know the context of this story, but I just want to throw it at you and see what you think. Um, there's a guy that I've seen in the French Quarter for the last 25 years, right? Mm -hmm. And he has some sort of a, I don't know if it's a disease, but he he's kind of hunched over and he's got like, a, he would always use a cane in each hand, right? And his legs were always messed up. And he had this really weird, slow walk. <clears throat> and he would have to like, he would like lean on one leg, lean on the, the, the right cane, lean on the left cane, and then like swing one leg around. And Is it like he, Tucker? Tucker from There's Something About Mary? Something like that. His, he, the pizza guy? Yeah, yeah. And he was just, and I've seen the guy for 25 years and he won't accept help. He will not let you open the door for Like he was a badass. And I always, and, and I don't know why, but anytime I saw him, I just looked at him like, Fucking A, bro. You are not letting whatever is bothering you bother you. You are getting out there, getting after it. I'd see him in uh, coffee shops occasionally, say hi to him, talk to him, brief small talk and shit. Mm -hmm. 25 years I've been seeing this guy. And I, every time I saw him, it would inspire me. I'd be like, fuck, man, whatever's bothering me, bullshit. 
Because look at this fucker out here. He's out here sidewinding. I used to, I nicknamed him the sidewinder because he would kind of like walk sideways with this whole thing and, yeah. and just brutal. But it gave me like, wow, that guy is not taking help. He's, he's his own man. He's doing it his way. As much of a shit sandwich as he's eating, he's doing that every day. So last week, he was in one of those scooters. And I fucking almost lost it in the middle of the street. <laughs> I was so bummed out. He had to finally give up. He was in one of the cruisers. Yeah. And it just fucking just, it sucked the wind out of my sails, dude. And I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling this stand of the podcast. I always like to leave on a positive. Uh, but man, I don't know why that bothered me so much. You know, I, I don't. Well, but he, look how long that he tried and avoided that, you know. Yeah. He was in a, he's older now. He's an old dude now. He's fucking old. And I just saw him the other day and he's just humming along in the scooter. And I'm like, he could have done that 25 years ago. He could have done that move 25 years ago, <clears throat> but he didn't. He grounded yeah. it. And it just got to be, obviously you get to a certain age or just, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, I, it bummed me the fuck out, man. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> shit. So I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, you got to spin it the positive way. And it's like, wow, well, shit, you know, uh, fuck it. You got to keep going. You got to keep going the best Absolutely. you can. And he gave up. He didn't give up, but it, it was, it was a lot, you know, it was the last straw. He Absolutely. couldn't do it anymore. So yeah, it fucking bummed me out. Sorry about that. You got a, you got a better a positive thing to leave us with Rod. Um, did you not pay your light bill? The lights just went out. Oh, I thought maybe you brought the lights down for effect for your story. <laughs> No, my shit ran out of battery. <laughs> oh. Um, so I take my dog out for a walk every day. Every day we try to go out for a walk. She needs it. I need it. Right. And now that it's getting nicer, now it's even better. And we walk around all the Halloween stuff. Um, so voodoo shits every time I take her out for a walk. Okay. Like that really gets things moving for her. So that's good. And I always bring bags. Okay. Right. And a lot of times voodoo will go for a second turd. And sometimes there's something, sometimes the second, there's a little bit that comes out. Okay. And I'll go down there. And even if it's just a little nugget, I'll go grab it. Okay. So I don't care. The bags aren't expensive. It doesn't matter. I just go get another bag. Cause I, I tie it up and I, she does it again. I got a, that's another bag. Sometimes I have a chick dog. Okay. So sometimes like there's a difference between when she pees and poops, it looks different. You know, she's like really getting into it when she's crapping. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, a it's, just, it's, it's a different hunch. Okay. Like the hunching is different. So if you're on your porch and you see my dog doing the hunch, yeah. you're like this fucking dog's fucking laying a dookie in my yard. Right. 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 So sometimes Vu will go for a third one. Okay. And nothing comes out and I go and I look, I got to make a scene like I'm checking and there's nothing there. Sometimes it's just, you know, ugh, ugh. the guy saw, <laughs> Oh no. The guy saw, and I just, I, nothing came out. <laughs> no, I, I had to, I'm not going down there and pretending to pick up a shit or a turd. That's not there. I, I thought about it. I'm like, I'm just going to go pick up a faux turd. I'm going to go and I'm going to let, the, I'm going to go through the motions. The guy just, I, I don't even know that he was looking at me, but we definitely locked eyes afterwards. Oh my There's God. something about your dog in that shit mode that if they do it, and if you catch that out your window, 
You're thinking that the dog laid a turd and that person didn't pick up. I want you to know that some dogs have already turded and then they go and they look like they got to go again, but nothing comes out. I don't want anyone to think I'm not going down there and just picking up a couple of leaves just to, just to go through the motions of look like I'm cleaning up after my dog. Okay. There's just a little runny shit that comes out. I'm not picking that up. Okay. So it's okay. It's okay. I caught the guy looking at me. Now he doesn't know that voodoo's turded twice. He doesn't know that this is just that little third one, just to like just just to squeeze out one, you know, one little last little rabbit turd. One more. <laughs> so I go and I got to the I do the dog and pony show and I look and I'm like, okay, looks good, really nothing to worry about here. And then I saw the guy looking at me on the porch. And I go and I go. Nothing came out. We're good here. <laughs> Holy shit! Got an empty tank. We got an empty dog. <laughs> But I couldn't not say anything because he can't see that nothing came out. Right, right, right. And you gotta, you gotta. And if I'm not bending over, if if my dog does that, and I'm not bending over with a bag, I look like an asshole. (laughs) And I don't even want the guy saying something to me. So I, I got to get on top of this. (laughs) So this happened this week, and uh, I just I don't I want people to know that sometimes when your dog looks like it's shitting it's not i just but i know that there's assholes that don't pick up after their dogs oh yeah so this is very just trying to get me off the hook i will always clean up after my dog like if she if she looks like she's crapping and then i just look like i can't be bothered with picking it up nothing came out i look you check even check it even my my some of these houses here have like not so much grass. They got these big like clove areas. Uh, I don't know. She must like the way that feels. You got to go digging in there for that shit. Okay. You pulled just, a big clump of grass. It's yeah. just, you got to go digging in. It's like, you know, it's, it's four inches deep and I'm digging in there. I'll, I'll get it all, man. But I don't and, know why Vu goes for that. She goes for that third turd every now and then. She thinks she's got one in her and she doesn't have anything. She doesn't know if she's going to get back out there. Dogs don't know. Um, don't if you ever had someone give you the eye, like, like, you know, you're in a neighborhood, like, you know, you're walking down the street and, you know, I pick up the thing from the dog. I got in the little bag. I tie it off. Always tie it yeah. off. I want it to be nice and neat. And then I'm yeah. carrying it like, you know, it's awful because it is. But then if I see a garbage can, boom, and it goes. Could be six blocks down the road, and people are I don't do about that. that. Now people wait a minute. Hang on. What if the garbage has already come? Uh, and they're gar- no, 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 no. If it's garbage night, I'm chucking. If it's that garbage shit. night, it's a full can. You feel like you're allowed to put that in there? It's a fucking garbage can. I, I, it doesn't bother me at all. Because assholes do that after the garbage is taken. Oh I, my, no, 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 my can't. That happens, and I'm pissed about that, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's not cool. They come and get the garbage. I'm at the radio station. I get home at two o'clock. I just look inside and there's a couple of fucking dog bags in there. Now that thing's going to be fucking, now that bitch is going to be cooking for a week. Yeah, It's going to be cooking in August in my garbage can. Guess who's got to fucking bust out the bleach. Yeah. That's that pisses me off. I, I, I'll wait till I get home. I'll wait till I get home. I got a little thing where I can hold it. Here's what I will do though, because Vu, I can tell <clears throat> I won't tie that fucker off. I'll walk around with a hot steamer in my hand <clears throat> and I'll give her about another block. 
Yeah. Cause then I can still go in there. Cause I'm, I still have it in there like a glove. Right. Yep. We're all just carrying it. Everyone's picking up a turd the same way. Right. Like we're putting your hand in the bag and then boom, right. You're grabbing it. So I'll kind of like, if I see, if I think she's going to go again, like really soon, I'll be walking around with a steamer in my hand, ready to ready to pick up the second one to add it to what I already have working. I'll go about a, I'll go about a block. And then what my dog does, then what my I know this is a terrible way to end the podcast. I thought I was bad. Jeez. And then I'll, I'll hang on for a block. And then Vu sees me tie, tie it off. She takes about 10 steps and then fucking cuts one. I'm like, yep. you just saw me waiting <laughs> to use the. I was going to double the bag. I was going to use the same bag, jerk. You know, can't it's win. fucking great. And it's, it's such a dick move, but it's like, it's a very <laughs> smart move. Okay. You know, like I've got this great bike path near my house and stuff and there's grass all on each side. It's like a park and stuff. So, you know, occasionally the wife's like, Hey, let's take the dog for a walk. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And you know, we'll, I, I grabbed the leash. I got the thing and I got the bag tied to the leash and we're good to go. Good to go. And uh, man, my dog, and I got a husky. This is fucking, it's like a mule. It's huge. So it's a, it's a two hand grab. You know what I mean? Like it's a big, it's a big steam, steaming pile. And, uh, and my, my dog freaking lets it rip, man. I just kind of, I'll take the bag off the leash. I'm just going to go here. I got the leash. I got the dog. I got to control the dog. You go pick up the shit. Uh, yeah. I've been doing that for fucking years. <laughs> and she just got Okay, I got it. <laughs> so if you're holding onto the dog, the other person has to pick up the turd. I have the responsibility of controlling the dog, Rod. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Look, I hand I it's you. A, it and you know, it's a marriage we're a team <laughs> players. So I make sure I'm carrying that fucking leash every time, no matter what. <laughs> I grab it. If, if I'm out with London, I'm like, when are you gonna start picking up turds? It's the same answer when I'm older. But she just looks at me. She goes, when I'm older. And I said, you are older. I said, I've been asking you this for about a year now. Yeah, no. <clears throat> she, that's it. She's like, she's dialed in. She just flat out. It's funny. It's, it's actually funny. She Brilliant. answers me. It's, it is a canned answer. She said, when I'm older. Yep. Cause that'll I'm like, you're stop. older right now. She goes, when I'm older. Yep. And she it's just like free, free beer tomorrow. Well, okay. I'll be back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Back tomorrow. yeah same thing. When are you going to pick up, start picking up turds when I'm older? When I'm, yeah, yeah yep, yep, yep. No, I'm with you, dude. All right. Well, I think we've had enough fun for one evening, dude. This is enough. I like the Halloween songs were great. Um, yeah, good stuff tonight, man. Uh, you can watch this on YouTube, Play Pants Pod. Uh, subscribe, smash the subscribe button, man. We need more subscribers. Uh, tell your friends about the podcast. We, I know we're not exactly consistent with it, but you know, we put them out when we can. You know, we got things going on in our lives. We can't always get there. Can't always make it happen. You know, just like Tom Brady thing. going back to him at that press conference. He's like, Hey man, I got shit going on. <laughs> I got shit going on that your kid is not going to pick up until she's older. So there you go. Wrapping it up. Nice little bow rod. Yeah. We're on social media is at play pants pod. Leave your comments. Which, what, what movies do you think would uh, be better from 84 and or 85 and 94? Give us your scary songs. And uh, you know, that's that. That's enough. I've had enough for one evening. Thanks to our sponsors. Check out the, uh, the Rod Ryan show uh, at the buzz.com. Get your boobs rock merch. Yes. And when you go to New Orleans, take the pirate tour at piratesofthequarter.com. And the trick or treat movie to watch is from 1986. <laughs> Fast Way. Yeah. Fucking killer soundtrack. Killer soundtrack. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for watching. It's a graveyard smash. Uh, right to the end.
shit right to the end like i I thought like mine was shit like my story was shit and you had to throw some shit on top of my shit oh it i had to just ruin the whole thing right there yeah shit on top of shit let's go it's time find us wherever you listen to podcasts see us on our youtube channel and follow our social media pages at play pants pod
Podcasts. See us on our YouTube channel and follow our social media pages at PlayPantsPod. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.